shoot somewhere here in the
and we pray that Lord you may see how sincere our hearts are we are longing for you oh God Thank you, Jesus. Your presence I long for to remain the same in Jesus name thank you father for all that you have in store it pleases you when your children come together like this it's like a sweet smelling aroma that are sent to the heavens we are grateful for the privilege in Jesus mighty name speak to us oh God Use me as a vessel to communicate that which you have for all of us in our word. Not just a word that will lead to information, but transformation of God. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody say amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. I want us to appreciate the press team. Let's give it up for them even as we pray. We can take our seats in the presence of God. Let's clap for the press team one more time. I want us to start from somewhere. I want us to start from somewhere. Thank you so much. I want us to start from somewhere. We can open Jeremiah 33 verse 
verse 6. Some of you were already thinking of verse 3, where the Bible says, Call unto me and I'll answer you. But we'll read verse uh, 6. So glad to see all of us in the presence of God this morning. How are we doing? It's a blessed morning. Amen. Um, so, on a daily basis, I have what I call daily targets. Um, I have weekly targets. I have monthly targets. And I also have yearly targets. There are things that I propose to do on a daily basis. There are things that I propose to do in a week. There are things that I want to do in a month. There are things that I want to do in maybe a quarter. There are things I want to do maybe in a semester. Okay, that's like in, in six months. There are things that I want to do in 12 months. That's a year. And early this week, inspired by the Lord, I proposed to, to do something for maybe certain people. Okay, maybe individuals. And then, I'm starting from there. Don't, um, don't confuse yourselves. So whatever I wanted to do required some money, you know, some more money um, apart from the usual money that comes in. Because, you know, obviously I have got personal needs. Um, I have a family and you know what I'm talking about. So now things didn't really go as expected financial wise the relationship between the quarter and the dollar kept on getting intense I'm sure you've noticed it was so bad this week that it had gotten to um, one dollar being equal to 20 quarter and things were not really okay business has been slow but you know God is faithful let me start from Sunday so Sunday after church um, we had a program to visit somebody and I honestly didn't plan we we're going to do something and my wife said why don't we get maybe a few things for the family we are going to visit I was like God it's good to marry a godly wife but naturally speaking, sometimes a godly wife can be, you know what I mean, can be provoking. Because they will touch, you know, your areas of greed. You know what I'm talking about? You know, sometimes as men of God, we always have that thought in mind. Like if, if I'm going to visit Mr. and Mrs. Mwanza, when leaving that place, we would have eaten from their place and they would have given us a brown envelope we we, we want to receive so um, I had some money but not money to spare I hope you know what I'm talking about I eh? so I had to touch my savings and I got some money and we got some things so we we visited that family and we had a very very good time we encouraged them, prayed together with them, and we're on our way back. And naturally speaking, I had touched, 
the money that was meant for saving. And as of the following day, on a Monday morning, the Lord gave me back that money. Okay? Uh, from somebody that just sent me an e-wallet. And said, Pastor, I just sent something. I said, I have seen it. Glory to God. I'm going somewhere. Then, my savings were intact. I even had what to spare. Okay? And then, I said, I'm going to do a few things. This is where I started from. For a few people, I'm going to do this and that. But then, financially speaking, things were not agreeing with my plans. So, I had somehow to stretch. And it was beyond... It was beyond sharing. You know, sometimes sharing has to do with uh, maybe you get from what you have, then you give. Then there is a place where giving is as a result of having a lot. So maybe if you have a surplus, you have more than enough, you choose to give. But there is a place where you have to sacrifice. So I had to sacrifice what was meant for something else so I could meet that target I had. Okay, so I did so. And as of yesterday, I just made up my mind. I said, God, I'm not going to get into this weekend without doing this. And then, by the grace of God, I was able to do that. But at the back of my mind, I said, God, I have done this, but I didn't have, you know, extra maybe to save and so much more. So after watching... Um, the Napoli match they lost last night went to bed quite late I went to bed I slept and I had a dream that someone came and they brought me money okay follow me and when that person brought me money someone that I know I will not mention their name they brought me money it was a good amount tell your neighbor a good amount so when that person brought me money in that dream i began to explain i said this is a confirmation god told me to do this and that the things i mentioned were the things i did during the week so god has sent you as a confirmation in order to reward me for what i did and you know what was shocking about the dream the person who brought me a good amount didn't even have transport to go back home. I had to get from my pocket and give him for transport. Hallelujah. And then, follow me. It dawned me when I woke up that there are certain principles that God has put in place that we are not supposed to argue with but to obey. Because in that moment, the Lord told me to do something I sacrificially gave and God was showing me in the dream that people will go out of their way to come and meet your needs. When they meet your needs, you also meet their needs. Let me, let me, let me go to my sharing today. Jeremiah 33 verse 6. Behold, in the future restored Jerusalem. This is talking about our time. You know, that restoration of Jerusalem is in Christ. I will lay upon it a 
healthy and healing. That is your portion in Jesus' name. And I will cure them and will reveal to them the abundance of peace, which is prosperity, security, stability. So God, in this scripture, is saying, I'm going to reveal to my people the secret to tap into my abundance. The word ab abundance means an overflow, having more than enough, having enough for yourself, even with something remaining to spare or share with others. So that dream birthed a series I will start today. Those that have missed, I pray they catch up. How to tap into God's abundance? How to tap into God's abundance? Do you know that if we can be honest, three quarters of the believers' prayer points are actually material-based. Three quarters of the believers' prayer requests are about God, I need this, God, I need that. We want to tap into God's abundance and we are not willing to do what God has laid clear in his word. And God is saying, I will reveal to my people the secret that will lead to abundance. You cannot tap into the abundance of God unless it is revealed to you. Unless it is what? revealed to you how many people would want to come out of poverty how many people would love to divorce with poverty today and you just want to have uh, a good marriage with prosperity success all those things pay attention to this i thought it was just going to be a sermon and I found myself going into part one, part two, part three, part four, part five, and part six. Just this morning. We reveal to them the abundance. And that abundance has to do with prosperity, security, and stability. The key word there is reveal. And I have come to realize that you cannot understand or rather experience God's abundance unless it is revealed to you. Unless it is revealed to you. When I had that dream, I was at peace. When I had that dream, I was at peace. And I remember quoting a scripture for someone yesterday. I remember telling one of the guys yesterday, uh, I quoted Psalm 126 verse 5, where the Bible says, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Before you can talk about joy, talk about the tears. Meaning sometimes that's to pain you in all, before you can rejoice. So I remember walking up to this guy 
I knew business was not okay and I told him, I said, you know what? There is something I want us to do for someone. How much are you going to top up? He said, ah, but Babusa, why want a business? I said, yes, I saw it. That's the reason why we have to give. The more reason why we have to give. And I showed him that scripture. You don't have to, uh, to have a lot in order for you to give. You just need to have a big heart. Sometimes you don't have because you don't give. Glory to God. So I'm going to be revealing secrets to you that will help you and I to tap into this abundancy of God. The same way God has revealed this to me, I pray God gives you a revelation as we continue. Now, let me talk about the word prosperity. The word prosper in the Bible has got um, has got the side of it that points to um, material prosperity, okay, or material success. But it is not limited to that. I hope you know there is a difference between being rich and being wealthy. I, I hope you know that. There are some people who are rich, but they are not wealthy. I will explain. Let me, let, let me illustrate what I have said using two scriptures. First John, I mean third John, one and verse two. Third John. Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically, just as I know you're so prosperous spiritually. So now this scripture is touching every aspect of our life. God wants us to prosper spiritually and physically. So there is the prosperity side that requires you and I to succeed in all areas. Physically and spiritually. Financially, materially, God wants you to prosper. And you are able to see that the apostle John was walking in this because of what was revealed to him. In order for him to pray this way, it is because he had a revelation that God wanted him to prosper in the spirit, also in the what? In the physical. Now let me show you the other scripture, Romans 1 verse 10. Now to prosper is also means to have a successful journey. Making request, if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. This was <laughs> this was poor praying. Have you studied this scripture? If prosperity is only limited to finances or to material things, then your definition of prosperity 
is incomplete. Do you know that the time that Paul was praying for prosperity, a prosperous journey, he was actually in chains. Then if you just attach prosperity to material things, then your definition of prosperity is, is incorrect. And you go and study Acts chapter 27 and 28 and you will notice that this prayer was actually answered. They had the same journey. Prosperity also means succeeding at what you are sent to do. Fulfilling your task. Perfectly, faithfully executing what you've been taught to do in a manner that is pleasing. That is what prosperity is all about. Because if you study the scripture, it's not like Paul traveled by first class. Maybe uh, he got on a plane, uh, maybe he had an escort and in Tuarej. No, the guy was in chains and yet he said, I pray that I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God. So when you see words in the Bible, take time to study, understand the context. There are people who are rich not because of what they have, but because of what they do. There are people who are rich not because of what they have, but because of what they know and what they offer. So to be rich is to be full of something. Just like, do you know that it is possible to actually have a man of God who is rich of the word of God, but not rich in the bank account? yes christians don't want to hear that colossians 3 verse 16 the bible says let the word of god dwell in you how richly so to to be filled with the word of god is to be rich even sometimes the food we eat we have been taught eat food that is rich with maybe carbohydrates not so proteins so to be rich is to have a particular thing so it is not only limited to finances. I explained in number one, lest I'm misquoted, I've, I've balanced it. To prosper is to succeed or to do well in what you have been assigned to do. So Paul had a prosperous journey, but it wasn't a comfortable journey, but it was a prosperous journey. There are people who are not helping others today because they are waiting. At Nikaitakafika Palevoyaso, just wait for me. When I start working, you will see how I will give. There are people who sometimes maybe in this church they can even approach the admin. I've heard you've been talking about rentals a lot. Just wait. When I get a job, you will not even make that announcement in the church. You don't have to wait. For you to have a job even before you have a job when you have a 20 kwacha show us that the heart to give is there because the bible is very clear 
Luke chapter 16 and verse 10 to 12 he that is faithful in the little is faithful in much so if you can prove how faithful you are in the little things then God will entrust you with more so in this sense the opposite of prosperity is what is failure and now on the other hand back to our topic if we are to look at the word abound abundance or maybe abundant depending on how you apply them they might mean you're not living in want in lack or in frustration not that you have a lot but you're filled with something when i say i am more than a conqueror through christ I am not saying I have a lot of money in the bank account. I am saying someone may have a lot of money in the bank account, but I have got something they do not have. Glory to God. You may not have the money that, they, that may buy you the, the most expensive, expensive medicine, but you have access to the healing of God that is even more expensive. It is actually priceless. But you know, for you, I pray that may God give you both. <laughs> may God give you prosperity. May God give you wealth. May you be rich and may you be wealthy in Jesus' name. So let's not just focus on the idea of having a lot of money and yet you are poor in other areas. So I will quickly start sharing on the principles of provision how we can tap into God's abundance number one tell your neighbor that God's provision is hidden and revealed in his promises so there are two things there at the same time the provision of God is hidden. At the same time, the provision of God is revealed. But where is it hidden and where is it revealed? In his promises. In his word. If you are lazy to read your Bible, you are not ready to tap into what God has in store for you. If you do not want to know what is written in the word of God, then you are not ready to know what God has in store for you. I want us to read first, uh, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. It's a very very powerful scripture the grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord verse 3 as his divine powers given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue verse 4 look at this by which 
have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these through what the promises of god you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust so the bible is very clear that whatever we want in this life and even in the next life in eternity has already been provided it's been given to us through the knowledge and now that knowledge is found in the promises of God and through the promises of God we become partakers of the divine nature and we escape the corruption that is in the world so the word of God has got power to deliver us from the desires of the world the word of God has got information that will help us to know what God wants, what to do and what not to do. And have you observed, you can go back to verse 2, the life of a believer is a life of multiplication, is a life of increase. So do not become comfortable with where you are and with what you have. Do not become comfortable. I'm not saying don't be content. Discontentment is another thing. I'm talking about do not become comfortable with where you are. Osankarachabe comfortable in a place where you say, ah, many enough, many vakwana, sinifunika vinango, sinifuniko kula, sinifuniko inda penango. No. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. God doesn't want you to become static. He doesn't want you to become, to be in the same level, at the same place. Remember, he told his people, you've stayed long enough on this mountain. Pack everything you have. It's time for you to do what? To advance, to move forward. The Christian life is not just about mere addition. It's actually about multiplication. God wants to grow us and God wants to increase us. But this kind of growth and increase doesn't cheaply or automatically come just because you are born again. This is where many people miss it. Because the scripture is clear. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge. In the knowledge. Another version says through the knowledge, meaning this multiplication, this growth, this increase can only be accessed through knowledge. They say knowledge is what? Knowledge is power. So meaning without knowledge, you are powerless. Without knowledge, you don't know what belongs to you. Without knowledge, they can even overcharge you where you're supposed to pay less. Without knowledge, you can even be made to pay where you're not supposed to pay. Verse 3. And then we are told that the divine power of God has given us access to all things that pertain to this life. God is not just interested in our eternity after this life the definition of eternity to god 
begins the moment you accept Jesus. Meaning you must begin to have heaven, heaven while it's on earth. You must begin to enjoy your life while it's on earth. Pertaining to this life and the next life. So God has got something in store for us even in the life now. It comes through the knowledge. This increase comes through the knowledge. Everything that we ever need comes to us from God through Jesus. Everything that we ever need comes to us through Jesus. So we are able to see, the Bible says, God has already given to us. Sometimes, it seems like God cannot answer our prayers because we ask him for the things that he has already given us. Let me repeat that. Sometimes it seems like God is not answering our prayers because we are asking him to give us what he has already given us. So if you possess the right kind of knowledge, instead of just praying, you will be doing what the word of God says and God will do what his word says. God will do what he has promised. When we obey God's word, we are going to see the fulfillment of God's promises in our lives. Many times we pray on the basis of ignorance. Many times we pray on the basis of misunderstanding. And that is why the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, we have confidence that if we pray according to his will, he will hear us. What gives us the confidence is knowing his will, knowing his word. His word is what will show us the right way of praying, the right way of approaching God. So what's point number one today? I said God's abundance is hidden and at the same time revealed in his word. Many people are looking for what God has promised outside the word. And they cannot find it. What God has said is written in his word. And if we go in the word, we begin to search the scriptures, we begin to embrace the truth that God has spoken. We are going to see God moving in our lives and in our situations. As emotional as the preaching can be, as eloquent as you can be as you are preaching, but if your preaching is empty of God's word, it is powerless. As powerful as your, your singing can be, but if it is empty of the word of God, it is not nice in the eyes of God. The niceness of music in the eyes of God does not lie in the goddenness of the voice, but in the lyrical content. In his word is God able to hear his word in our songs in our in our sermons in our prayers his word has to become the central theme and personal of our lives 
so if we pray from from a place of ignorance from a place of misunderstanding we'll think god is a liar so not just some things the bible says all things he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness how do we have access to those things through imagine that is repeated through the knowledge of him through the knowledge of him the more you know god the more you have access to what belongs to you the more you know god the more you have access to his blessings in your life the more you know god the more what other people are chasing will start chasing after you the more what other people are looking for will start looking for you you will not beg to have meetings with famous people you will find yourself in meetings with famous people you will not even know how did i find myself here it is grace that qualified you and about grace the bible says the grace is multiplied through knowledge meaning the more knowledge you have of god the more the grace of god increases in your life many people are frustrated because they are looking for people and they're not looking for god i pray may god send help your way as you say amen you must be able to see to it that you do that which will prompt god to move on the hearts of men to come and move in your life there has to be something that you're doing esther and the people of god were busy seeking god and god was busy giving someone a sleepless night right now as you obey god there is someone who is not going to be at peace until they find you that's how god operates say no you've been on my mind i felt like doing this for you they will not understand why and how but when that happens you'll be able to trust it to what to, to that covenant you have with god many believers let, 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 let me tell you what god is showing me now many believers have got a key in their hands and they are busy crying god why is the door not opening they're not using the key that they have and the key that god has given us is his word what am i saying we have the word of god is full of resources that can enrich us if only we begin to do the word it's not enough to listen to the word god has to listen to his word from our lives when god looks at us when god hears us pray he must be able to hear his word then he's going to move when god sees us doing things he must be able to see us doing his word then jeremiah 1 verse 12 will become a reality in our lives i'm i'm looking forward to doing to performing and to confirming my what my word so the bible says all things 
meaning the word of God is an answer to all areas of our lives now the Greek word for knowledge also means to acknowledge to acknowledge so we must come to a point where we don't just intellectually grow in the knowledge but we must acknowledge God in everything that we do we should be mindful that we are believers and that God is is in our lives and that we we are in God so this is a very very important truth that we must be able to embrace in our lives tell your neighbor provision is in the promises of God the promises of God have got your provision hallelujah there can never be provision if we don't know what God has promised. So in the promises of God are hidden and they are also revealed. The promises of God are an answer to what we are looking for. What has God said? Let's read verse 4. But through these promises, next verse, please. Through these promises, we've been given exceedingly and great and precious what? That through these promises, we may be partakers of the divine nature. Now, there is something deep about that scripture. To become a partaker is to become one. The divine nature, we're talking about becoming what God is. Divine is divinity. Divine is God. So God is saying, through my word, you will have my nature working in and through your lives and imagine having the nature of God that if we have the word of God in us we can command and things will just bow through these promises we become partakers of the divine nature there is something deep about that about that scripture we become divine we receive the actual nature of God. Now you might think that is a risky statement to make. Of which I agree it is. But it is the word of God. When Jesus was challenged about his claim to be the son of God or to be God. What did he say? He challenged them by saying, is it not written in, in, in your law? G give us uh, John. 10 verse 35 look at what Jesus said when he was challenged about his claim being God this is what he said John 10 35 if he called them gods to whom the word of God came who were called gods? 
those who received the word and the scripture cannot be broken some of you have just been talking about this part you know the bible says scripture cannot be broken they don't even know where it is written and the bible is very clear jesus was being challenged why was he claiming to be god he said it is written in your very law if god himself called them gods to whom the word of god came there is something deep about this if the word of god comes into your life you will come and embrace it you become god you become a god you have that divinity in you you can command things and things will just bow to you there are many people who, who found themselves doing things for me i didn't even ask for them and you can see it is god at work may the same grace work for you in jesus name sometimes i used to think at life and this is a mindset that some people have and that is why even when they have they want to hide because Tell your neighbor that is a poverty mindset. Hiding that you have is a poverty mindset. Hiding that you have when you have is a poverty mindset. In fact, even the little you have will be taken away from you. Because you are not proud of it. So I used to think people cannot give to someone who has. But I have noticed that even if you have or not, as long as you follow the principles that have been laid down more will come to you i said more will come to you Amen. that is how it is do you know that it is very dangerous there are some people who cannot even give tithe because they are thinking if i'm going to give five thousand as my tithe pastor will know i have 50 bin is it fifty thousand? Five thousand is ten percent of 50,000, eh? So, ah, so pastor should know I had 50,000. God forbid. They even mention God. So they say, instead I'm going to reduce it. I'll just give a hundred. So that you may just think I had a 1,000. What you're doing in that moment is very dangerous. You are reducing the blessing of God. It's like you're saying, God, I'm not grateful. I, I know that's what people do. I know that's what people do. And as long as you don't have your mindset, you come If a stinger passes, if you vote, if you don't vote, you don't vote, you It's not a prophecy. But that's just how it is. Some of you in your state, you've, you've been in a very advantageous position than where we've been, some of us. Now tell your neighbor, pay attention, pay attention. I want everybody to sit upright. If he called the gods to whom the word of God came. So as the word of God is coming to you, you become a sharer, you become a partaker. 
of the divine nature of God. And Jesus was actually quoting Psalm 82 verse 6. You can give us Psalm 82 verse 6. I said, you are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. Haven't you noticed that the, the, the scriptures are very consistent? Jesus who is the light, in John chapter 8 verse 12, he says, I am the light of whoever follows me will never walk in. And the, the one who claims to be the light, the one who calls himself the light, he comes and calls you light. Matthew chapter 5, he says, you are the light. So he's, he's saying, what I am is what you are. We read that in the epistles, in the book of John, the epistles side. That as he is in heaven, so we are here on earth. It is an error for a child of God to live a mediocre kind of a life. It is an error. Because God has given us that power so that we can rule and we can have dominion. Not just over sin, but so that we can have dominion even over finances. We can have dominion over sickness. Glory to God. Tapping into God's abundance. The promises of God have for us in store God's abundance. The abundance of God is hidden right there. The abundance of God is also revealed right there. It is hidden not to you but to them. But it can also be hidden to you depending on your attitude to the word of God. You should ask yourself this question. Why, why do you find yourself sleeping in church when the word is being preached? It's because the word, the, the devil wants to hide this thing from you. You are very active doing other things. Where the age to sleep comes from, you don't even understand. How can we become gods? How can we have the power of God working in and through us? Go back to John chapter 10. He called them gods to whom the word of God came. The more we give ourselves to the word of God, the more the nature of God is forming in us. That's why on Sunday, I mentioned never keep learning the word of God without coming to a point where you learn. I think in Africa, it's a point. That's what I'm talking about. 
If the Bible says the word of God is living, the word of God is active. Meaning, the word of God has to do something in our lives. The word of God has to change something in our lives. I, I know these statements where the Bible says your gods can be abused, but it is the truth. We are not going to be afraid, we will not refrain from preaching the truth because it's been abused somewhere else. We are not going to be afraid to talk about teaching because someone is using ministry as a business venture. We are going to preach the truth as it is. We are going to accurately divide the word of truth. As we are about to go to number two, let's go back to Second Peter, <coughs> chapter one, verse four. They give us verse four. The last part of the revelation is this: not only do we become the divine partakers, or maybe partakers of the divine nature of God, the last part says, having escaped the corruption that is in the world, the more we allow the word of God in our lives the more we have got power over the flesh over the world and over the devil there are many enemies of a christian life but there are three many enemies and what are those the devil the flesh and the world those are your three many enemies as a believer i have taught on this before you have the the enemy in the flesh, the enemy in the devil, and the enemy in the world. The devil is our arch enemy. Okay? And under the devil, he now uses the world and the flesh to lure or to take us away from God. Now, when we have access to the word of God, we are going to escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. Meaning the word of God takes you away from lust. The word of God delivers you from lust. You become addicted to God. If you are addicted to God, all other addictions have to fall off. They have to die. Am I talking to somebody? Because the divine nature of God is incorruptible. Everything is in this world is corruptible, but the divine nature of God is incorruptible. So as we become partakers of the divine nature of God, we become delivered from the corruption in this world. As we go to number two, let me remind you. God's divine power has already given us everything that we are ever going to need for this life and the time to come. And now all that we need is contained in rightly knowing and acknowledging Jesus. God's provision is in his what? Promises. And as we appropriate the promises of God, we become partakers of God's divine nature. 
now I suggest that you don't just merely listen or read the word of God take time to meditate on the on the word of God take time to consume the word of God come to a point where you and the word should have a relationship you must become one allow the word of God to speak to your life allow the word of God to become a part of your life Let's go to number two, which is our last for today. Check your neighbor if they're writing. I don't want I don't, I don't want anyone to sleep. If someone is sleeping this time, then what is the problem? Much quarter overnight to church and we, we missed. <laughs> I like like it's shocking. Just wake up your neighbor. It's important. Number two. I said in the word of God we find we have access to the promises of God the promises of God are what lead us to the next point the promises of God becomes our inheritance of possession that is point number two we said number one we said in the word of god we find there is something hidden and there is something revealed we have access we get to know what god has in store for us but then that is not enough god doesn't just want what is written to remain written he wants what is written to become a reality in our lives the very word of God becomes your reality. The very word of God becomes your possession. So God's word, listen to what God told me this morning. God's word is on a mission to condition and make us the way God wants us to be. God's word is on a mission to condition and make us the way God wants us to be. God's word is on a mission to condition and to make us the way God wants us to be. Haven't you read in Isaiah 55 where God says, my word will not return to me void. It will accomplish what I intend, what I sent it to do. So when, whenever you're listening to the word of God like this one, the reason why I started with that dream it is because God is talking to a sister in this place. God is talking to a brother in this place that he has been talking to you. And some of you, you've been having an urge to pray more. You've been having an urge to go deeper in the word. God has been talking to you about giving. God has been talking to you about your skill. Now, it is not just about God talking. It's about you obeying what God is saying. Many people desire to hear God. But when God starts speaking to them, very few people obey what God tells them. Now, why, why do many people want to hear the voice of God? I'll tell you. It is because they want to become a, a very powerful prophet and prophetess. They want to start telling people, I see the Lord is showing me there is the letter U. I see L. I see Shan. That's what they're looking forward to. But you know, let me tell you one thing. The greatest access to the voice of God is being obedient. Yes, God speaks, but do you follow what he tells you? Let's just be honest. God speaks to all of us here. 
God is telling you to say, No, Melissa, I want you to do this for me. And then you are there arguing with God. You are telling God, Ah, next time. Next time. And you were desiring to hear the voice of God. Now, let me tell you one thing disobedience will rob you more of that which God has in store for you. Disobedience will rob you more of that which God has in store for you. The more you obey God, the more he speaks. There are times when I'm not sure what I'm going to say, what I'm going to share or preach at church. I'll just pray and sleep. Say, God, you will know what to do. Some of you may not believe it, but I'm telling you this series was actually born this morning. I, I just slept. I, I prayed and slept. And the Lord vividly spoke. It made sense. And God was now telling me, remember I, I, I announced the other week that God was, was actually hinting on, on, on us having another fast. Just some of you heard me, some of you pretended not to hear me, but I said it. Oh, we'll be announcing another fast tomorrow. Someone say, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Someone say, I am ready. I am ready. <laughs> God is saying, My people want to have more, but they are not willing to do what will give them more. So the promises of God have to become our inheritance, have to become our possession. We don't just talk about them, we don't just invest time in knowing them, they have to work in our lives. The word of God has to become a reality in our lives, our very lives, our testimonies have to become the very embodiment of what God has said in his word. Haven't you paid attention to this? In the, in the Old Testament, God, through Joshua, brought his people into the promised land. And through Jesus, whose name is the same as Joshua, they have the same meaning, God is bringing his people into a place of promises. So it is the same. He's a covenant-keeping God. He's a God of promises, a God of his word. Are we willing to obey what God is telling us today? So both in the old and in the new covenant, we are on our way to a land of promises. Now, let me show you a scripture. Joshua 1 verse 2. I believe if someone has been in the book of Joshua, let me show you something. Joshua 1 verse 2. God is now telling Joshua, Now my servant Moses is dead. Before we even continue, let me tell you one thing. Before you can step into the promised land, there are certain things that have to die. God is making an emphasis. He says, Moses is dead. Uh-huh. Now therefore, rise. 
this scripture is deeper than the way you've taken it god is telling joshua you cannot be alive in me until you die to certain things you cannot be alive in the word of god unless you die to the world let me say it again you have to die to the world in order for you to be alive in the word of god you know why some of you cannot effectively give for example you cannot give because you've not died to greed you've not died to that there is always a voice that tells you until you die to that you will never give you've got that entitlement this is mine for me it belongs to me even our prayers we are always praying father open my uh, door i want i want my job father i want my wife father it is always mine 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 until you die to self you will never experience god before we can come into something new something old us to die moses died and now God is telling Joshua, now therefore arise, go over to this Jordan. What is God saying? What is dead is dead, now move on. I'm about to do a new thing. Forget about Moses. He did his part. It is now your part to do what I'm sending you to do. The spiritual life is like seasons that we go through. Seasons of the year. Which is ongoing. We have the summer with its abundance. Then we have the fall, which is a time of withering. We have um, winter, which is a time of death. And we have the spring, which is a time of renewal and resurrection. So, and God says in Genesis, for as long as I live, there will be times and seasons, reaping and harvesting, sun and the moon. These are things that God honors from times of old till now. God only blesses that which has died, that which has resurrected. In John 12, verse 24, the Bible says, unless a seed dies. So before a seed can sprout, before a seed can germinate and grow into a tree that bears fruit, it has to die. There is the dying before the rising. There are things we have to die to. Some form of entertainment has to die in order for us to feed on God's word. In order for us to pray. As others are desperately out there watching football, watching various soaps and you know movies, you are there searching for that which God has in store for you. When God is calling people 
there are two kinds of people that God calls just for today. I'll mention them. I know there are many other categories, but there are two kinds of people that God calls. Haven't you observed that among the disciples, there was no disciple that Jesus called that was doing nothing. God is looking for people who are busy doing something. He found them in the marketplace doing something. Then number two, when God wants to send someone, when God's, God wants to use someone, he checks the closet. So when God comes to your closet, is he going to find you there? While they were praying and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me. Set apart for me. We can't be alive in God if we have not died to the world. We can't effectively give if we have not died to greed and selfishness. We can't. We can't. Let's read. Now, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan. You and all these people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Why didn't God say, just sleep? And the next morning you wake up, you find yourself in the promised land. There is something deep as I'm closing. There are people that have not tapped into the abundance of what God has in store for them because they are so relaxed. God said it. If God said it, it will come to pass. Many people have believed a lie that sounds true. God had a promised land in front of in front of his people. He says, Moses is dead, now arise. You and all these people, they had a role to play. If you want to go to the promised land, you've got to walk towards it. Some of you are praying for the promised land, whilst you are still very comfortable in Sodom. You are not making progress towards the promised land. These people were told, walk away from a place I've delivered you from. Start walking towards the promised land. Don't pray for God to move you if you are not willing to move your feet. Don't pray for God to bless you if you know you are careless. Don't just pray and cry for money if you can't manage it. The same blessing if not well handled can become a curse the same blessing that is supposed to preserve you can kill you without proper management and that is why you're not just going to pray and say father give me the fire give me revival give me people do you have the capacity to keep the people that god is giving you you cannot take care of two three four five people how can you take care of 100 people how can you take care of a, a thousand people? Ten thousand, hundred thousand. Your capacity grows in your faithfulness to handle small things. So the fact that God has said it doesn't mean we have to be inactive. We have to actively collaborate with God. We have to be doing something if we want to see God doing something. Haven't you observed that God, the will of God is not just for the pastor. 
Joshua in this context is the pastor, is the leader, is the shepherd. He tells him, now arise, you and all these people. God has a blessing not just for me, he has a blessing for all of us. But if we want to see that blessing, we have to start moving towards the promised land. And our promised land has got promises, has got conditions. There are some things we have to do, there are some things we have to obey in order for us to enter the promised land. If God is telling you to give, just give. Don't complain. Complaining made a lot of people not to enter the promised land. Go and read your Bible. I have heard people who are careless, they always say, Ah, Panapok Church, Vapaka, Vopasa. Are you serious? Are you serious? I read a post by, by, by a good friend of mine, Prophet Gomezio, and you know, the man of God said, You eat the same chicken almost every day, weekday and week out. And yet you still want to eat chicken. How dare you say, okay, it's me saying now. How dare you say I'm reading the same Bible? I think it makes sense. It's the same chicken, but different tests and different occasions. Haven't you noticed that Nkukiapa Christmas Nyosianako? Nkukiaku restaurant Nyosianako. Yakunuma na even Eshtabanj. Nkukiaku have a foot Eshtabanj. What's my point? Let's keep going to the Bible. Let's keep going back to the Word. The fact that God said it doesn't mean we have to, to just sit and do nothing. I, I'm just imagining if, if, if the children of Israel were Pentecostals, they were going to just stand there and start declaring, we take possession of the promised land. We enter by fire, by force. No, but now listen. God told them, rise. You and all these people start going. Now let me tell you one thing. I read the story and I've read it over and over. There is something special about it. Have you observed that even in the miracle, that in the miracles that God performed, there was a role they had to play. God parted the Red Sea for them. Did they just stand watching? God said, be walking. Be walking. You have a role to play in the miracle. As they were going to the promised land, even after they reached the, the promised land, it was not easy. Have, have you forgotten that there were other tribes that came and they fought with them? So in God working, they had something they were doing and working out. What are you doing? As you are waiting for God, what are you doing? What are you doing? So when we say the promises of God have to become our inheritance, our possession, I'm saying the word of God is not just for knowing. We have to start doing what the word of God says. If you have made a vow to God, don't wait for God to give you another instruction. Fulfill that vow. Then God will give you another instruction. There are people who want to move on with God and yet they have not obeyed the previous instruction. 
You are not deceiving anybody, you are deceiving yourself. Let's read verse 3. Now listen, there is a place where God says, go to the next verse please. I want you to pay attention. This is a place that God has given them. But why is he saying every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Meaning, if you want to enter the promised land of God, you have to also move into it. That will tread upon, I have given you. That will tread upon, that is present continuous. I have given you, that is past tense. So God has already done something, but in order for what has been done, to manifest there is something that you and I have to do in the present. And verse 4. From the wilderness of this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. And I love verse 5. No one will be able to stand against you. <laughs> no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, nor forsake you. So in as much as We have a legal right when we become born again. There is a difference between the legal and the experiential to your neighbor. There is a difference between the legal and the experiential. Is it the will of God that you must be poor? But why are some people poor? Legally, they are not supposed to be poor. But there is what we call the experiential knowledge. Which requires you to do your part in order for what is legally yours to become experientially yours. I pray may you have both in Jesus name. We are not just going to claim it. We will have it in our lives. Go and read the book of Joshua. You will notice that God brought and took the children of Israel miraculously and the walls of Jericho were brought down miraculously. But in as much as we call that a miracle, let's not forget that in order for the walls of Jericho to come down, they had to follow God's instruction. We cannot unlock a life of miracles without being obedient to God. We cannot. They have to go around. How many times? Huh? Seven days. And then on the seventh day, how many times? So go and read your Bible. I think they went around, if not mistaken, about 13 times. What's my point? For six days, they went around once. That is six, huh? On the seventh day, they went round how many times? 
seven times seven plus six thirteen so in that moment god was building them god wants to build obedience on the inside of us and as we obey god we shall see god work mightily in our lives but after they entered the promised land and after their first victory over jericho they had to fight for every piece of other land that they got go and read your bible meaning god has done his part now in order for you to grow to multiply and increase there are battles you have to face along the way in order for you to tap into the abundance of that which god has in store for you go to his word and let the word of god become a reality in your life i want us to be upstanding there is such a thing as birthing and tapping into god's abundance Abundance, we shall not remain the same. 
multiplication is our portion increase growth is our portion in the name of jesus i want to hear people pray Father, I want to say thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to us, oh God. Thank you for giving us another word. It is your will that we tap into. The more that you have in store for us, that we tap into thy abundance. In the mighty name of Jesus, we shall not remain the same. Shatalada Bakaya. We are making progress. We are moving from glory to glory. We are moving from faith to faith. We are moving from strength to strength in the name of Jesus. Poverty is not a portion. Life of black is not a portion. In Jesus' mighty name. Just make further declarations. That what God has said about me is what I am becoming. Is what I am possessing. We have Make those declarations. I am what God says I am. I am going where God says I am going. I will do what God says I will do. I will not listen to my weaknesses. I will not listen to my pastor. I will not listen to my background. I choose to believe the Lord's report. What God has said about me is what is true. I am going deeper and higher with the Lord. I am possessing what belongs to me. I am inheriting my inheritance in the mighty name of Jesus. I am entering into a life of abundance. I shall not live a life of mediocrity. I belong to the top of going higher and forward. I believe the Lord is my backup. I do not fear any man. What God says is what I believe. I am more than a conqueror. Greater is Jesus in me than the enemy on the outside. What God is doing in my life is more important than the threats of the enemy. Those are opening. I declare I am making progress. I will see the goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living, the devil is a liar. The devil is a loser. I am the healed of the Lord. I am lifted in Jesus' mighty name. I am restored. I am elevated. The Lord will use me mightily. In Talabakaya Mantule Bakaya My current condition is not my permanent conclusion. I am going higher and forward.
forward. I will make it where others have failed. I am a generation of blessing and breaking the chain of poverty. In my family, in the mighty name of Jesus. What my parents did not achieve, I am achieving them in Jesus' name. What my siblings did not achieve, I am achieving in Jesus' name. What has not been done in my community, I am doing it in Jesus' name. What has not been done in my country, I am doing it in Jesus' name. I declare academic excellence is my portion. Financial stability and increase my portion. I have a global mandate. I will make global impact. I will not die as a village champion. I am going higher and higher, forward and forward. In Jesus' mighty name, nothing and nobody will stop me. I will pray like never before. I will meditate on your word. I choose to believe that your word carry promises that are supposed to become my inheritance. I choose to believe your report on Lord. My time has come. My time is now. I am bathing. I am tapping into God's abundance in this season. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. You are not too young for what God is about to do in and through you. The young man Joshua took up what Moses did up to a step point. You are not too small. You are not too inadequate for what God is about to do in and through you. The Lord is doing great things in and through you. Things that have not been done by your parents, things that have not been done by your siblings, things that have not been done in your community. The Lord is saying, you carry a global mandate. You are international in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord will cause you to make impact. He's making a way where there seems to be no way in Jesus' name. Where you are is not where you will end in Jesus' name. May the Lord multiply you. May the Lord increase you. May the Lord grow you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for you today from the depth of my heart. That the Lord is lifting you higher and higher. Thank you Father. From today onwards. None among us. Will be perpetually defeated. I see people rising. I see people rising. I see chains that have been binding your legs 
and your feet losing you now there is fire coming to your feet you are stepping into your promised land there is fire that is coming I sense the anointing in my feet I sense the anointing in my hands whatever has been binding your progress the Lord is setting you free now in the mighty name of Jesus I can feel the, the breeze of heaven the Lord is breathing on you now the Lord is breathing on you now fresh fire fresh fire is coming on you now in Jesus mighty name thank you father thank you I see your capacity increasing I see a small dish a small bucket in the spirit that is breaking now it is breaking now the Lord is increasing your capacity fighting you is what has been fighting your family for a long time you have a mandate to deliver your family take it take it take it take it take it in the name of jesus god is giving you a key that will unlock the destiny of your family it's unlocking now. God is giving you the key now. I see him handing over the key to you. He's giving you that key to set free your family in Jesus' name. Shatalagabakai. In Jesus' name. Umutima wandi wasumina mulechite fibia Umutima new things are happening in jesus name father we thank you for what you have done today there is abundance that is coming the lord is increasing us even as a ministry a bigger place is coming we're expanding I see walls expanding. I see walls expanding. Amen. I see many people flocking to this place. Amen. 
thank you Lord for what you have done someone just cry in and thank God Jesus name you are a winner what you have now is not all there is God is giving you more in your hands more than what your hands can hold God is said increase your capacity you are bigger than how you view yourself God is saying you are great greatness is your portion they are big people that will come to you looking for you I pray for your skill I pray for your talent I pray for your profession I pray for your credentials I speak the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus may the Lord speak for you may the Lord introduce you in Jesus name you are not intelligent for nothing you are not anointed for nothing. You are not a graduate for nothing. You are not a believer in vain. May the Lord come through for you. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen and amen. amen.